Uh, you, you have no clue which technology is going to disrupt your business and you might find yourself out of business and you might find yourself out of a job. And hence, the new metaphor I'm suggesting that people have in their minds for creativity is that creativity is like hope. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast and I'm your host Jyoti Ji. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future at the learning phase. I also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out. This is episode number 9 on quest for mind mapping and brain literacy with the first Mumbai's mind map trainer. So friends, Tony Puzan said, learning how to learn is life's most important skill and mind maps are the meta language of human brain. So friends, I hope now you know that mind maps have infinite applications for business, education, and self-development and whatever you are doing, you can do better with mind map. I'm sure you have gained greater insight on mind map, the techniques and the applications and how relevant mind map is for our success and growth. Dharmendra Rai has shared a greater insights on my earlier episode number 6 on quest for mind mapping and brain literacy. Friends, if you are listening to this show for first time, make sure you also listen to part 1 of this episode number 6 to know all about mind mapping and brain literacy. Our guest today is the one and only Dharmendra Rai, a magnificent personality, Mumbai's first mind map trainer who has trained close to 2K startups in mind mapping. Executives of many Fortune 500 companies have gone through his seminar. He is a TEDx speaker not just once but five times. And his videos on TEDx channel has hit 3 billion views. And what more, he has been declared as a genius by the guru, Tony Buzan. He has been ranked number one in an international creativity test by Tony Buzan. And he is certified not once but thrice from Ting Buzan Institute. In the part 1 episode, we had some interesting stuff to discuss on nuances of mind map and being number 1 in the mind mapping journey. Now, our conversation continues on the quest for mind mapping and brain literacy as a part 2 episode and we will deep dive on the approach which our guest Dharmendra has taken, how he has transformed connecting with great leaders through the mind map journey. So Dharmendra, I was actually watching a, a video of yours and you say creativity is an oxygen. Why? And is creativity and mind mapping go hand in hand? Okay. So I think you're referring to 
the TEDx talk I did in 2013. Right. Uh, which incidentally was the first talk on TEDx talk or TED talk on mind mapping. Uh, and uh, I had suggested that the name be called uh, creativity is like oxygen because I wanted to use oxygen as a metaphor. Hmm. Uh, so uh, the, a human being can uh, remain without food and without water for several months. Uh, at the same time, he cannot survive without oxygen for more than a few minutes. So that's why I had suggested oxygen as a metaphor. And I think that's a wrong metaphor now that I think about creativity in a deeper way. And I've been thinking about it for uh, several decades now. Uh, since there are so many technological changes now, you can, be, you can never be sure about your business existing the next day. Uh, you, you have no clue which technology is going to disrupt your business and you might find yourself out of business and you might find yourself out of a job. True. And hence, the new metaphor I'm suggesting that people have in their minds for creativity is that creativity is like hope. Okay. So you might have oxygen, you might have food, you might have water, but if you don't have hope, then you're going to perish in a few seconds. Hmm. Hmm. So that is how critical uh, creativity is. And the smartest companies in the world, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, they've clearly got the message. They are ensuring that they have training programs on creativity. Messages are being sent out that creativity is the most important thing. Billionaires are talking about it. Mark Cuban of Shark Tank is talking about it. Our very own Raghuram Rajan, who is the ex-head of RBI, who is now with the Chicago Booth School of Business, is talking about it. So the smartest people in the world, the richest people in the world, the most successful people in the world are now talking about creativity in a, in a very, very big way. Okay, that's a great insight, uh, Dharmendra. So, uh, Dharmendra, you stood first in creativity among 15 certified Think Buzan instructors internationally. Can you share your journey on creativity and being number one? Yes. Yeah, again, I've, I've used uh, both mind mapping and lateral thinking to uh, beat uh, the other people who are in that contest. And I was very happy with that, both from a personal point of view, as well as from some insights that I gathered from there, because this was literally like the United Nations. There were people from virtually every continent uh, okay. in that uh, meeting in Dubai. Mm -hmm. uh, there were people from China, uh, from US, from UK, from Dubai, from Singapore, from New Zealand, from Australia, uh, from France. It was literally like a mini United Nations. And so I was very happy that I won because it's like uh, beating the entire world. So, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. So that that was one thing, and the other thing was, the minute I won the competition, I, it was as if it, it, there were just about 25, 30 people in the room. But I felt as if I won an Oscar or some Grammy award mm. because they were so excited, and it, it, they were they were taking pictures, not even selfies. Selfies came later, but they're just taking pictures of me. Okay. And then said, "Okay, can I have a selfie with you?" So. So, again, not from an egoistical point of view, purely from, uh, if I were to just witness that thing as a third person, I, I found it a very, uh, it was a very powerful message to me that 
plenty of these guys are from countries which are more literate than we are and who have developed the thinking skills i mean we've had thinking skills but we've neglected them and the current system for education needs to make us better thinkers but we had plenty of geniuses we still have a lot of geniuses but we had lots of geniuses in the past who were better than anybody else in the world so it just made me aware that as a society we have to place value on creativity if we have to become a superpower in this world hmm. we have to do that okay wonderful uh, i think that would have been a fantastic moment happy when uh, definitely on the right path in terms of uh, learning and development hmm okay wonderful law Namendra, you are also the first Mumbai's uh, mind map trainer, and also the yes. first person in the world to talk on TEDx on creativity and mind mapping. So, right. how did the journey begin? Um, mind mapping is really a tool that makes creativity very easy. Mm-hmm. And when I'm using the word easy, I mean easier. It's it's just for convenience that I'm using the word easy. But when I say easy, as I mentioned before, it it means easier and not easy. Nothing is easy. so there are plenty of tools out there there are plenty of concepts on creativity there are plenty of books there are plenty of seminars but it's not very easy to implement those strategies and a mind map is very easy to implement uh, the most obvious evidence of that is if you go to google images and you put in mind space map you will see lots of search results uh, about a year ago this was about 1 billion search results because Google Images allowed you to see the number of searches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that facility is available anymore. So you could see a billion uh, mind maps out there in Google Images, and that was proof that people in the world were using it, are using it in a very, very big way because it's very user friendly. Okay, wonderful. And, and now coming to your question about how to. I have been asked by several people since I have been a TEDx speaker five times. I have been right. asked by several people, "How does one become a TEDx speaker?" Uh, and, and I think uh, it uh, that's not a good uh, aim. You shouldn't try to become a TEDx speaker. You should just try to focus on doing something that is both unique and useful. Okay. Like, if if you do something that's unique, uh, then Uh, plenty of people want to know about it because it's unique and if they want to know about it then you're the only person who is there in their minds because you're unique true at the same time it also has to be useful so if if i was the only trainer in the world who if if i told people i'm the only trainer in the world who wears totally yellow clothes when i am doing a training session that means i, I wear a yellow cap and i wear a yellow shirt and i wear a yellow a pair, pair of socks and yellow shoes they'll say yeah you're unique but what's the use of that how am i going to benefit by you wearing yellow clothes so it has to be something useful as well true so you got to focus on something that's unique and useful and then make that your life focus on that be very single minded focus on that market it well work very hard at it and sooner or later you will get invited to plenty of speaking sessions so i've been not invited just to tedx i've been invited to wpo uh, i've been invited by the cfa uh, organization uh, i have been invited by iid bombay so you get you get invited to plenty of these places if if you're not doing that and then you just talk to these guys and say hey i want to be a tedx speaker or i want to be a speaker at iid uh, mumbai it doesn't work that way 
you, 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 you really shouldn't focus on trying to become a speaker. You should focus on what you want to do rather than what you want to, what you want to do in terms of what is the skill that you want to develop rather than say, have a goal that says, I want to be a speaker here or there, or I want to make so much money or I want to join this company. Those are all secondary. True. And if you being unique and useful, I think success would follow. Uh, yes. All other uh, platforms uh, uh, would be open. Yes. And of course, one shouldn't forget hard work. <laughs> true. True. Definitely. I think this would have been a fantastic uh, moment for you being there. And uh, uh, let uh, help me understand the difference between, you know, mind mapping and concept mapping and also uh, mind mapping and brainstorming. Are all of these are similar or different? Okay, concept mapping is a bit like mind mapping at the same time. Uh, my, if you are using mind mapping, then you don't really need to use concept mapping. Okay. Uh, so concept mapping is when you are trying to understand concepts and you're trying to link various concepts together. Mm-hmm. So it's got that thing that's common to mind maps. That That is definitely one thing that concept mapping has and mind mapping also has. But mind mapping can do what concept mapping can do, but concept mapping cannot do everything that a mind map can do. Mm-hmm. So so you, you should definitely use mind mapping and not use concept mapping because you have a better tool. Uh, because mind mapping has images, color, one word per line, and plenty of other attributes which are not there in concept mapping. So there are plenty of tools which are out there which are very good for a certain activity. Okay. Uh, for example, a flowchart is great for logical reasoning. For example, a Gantt chart is great for project management. Now, these are some tools which are the one, some of the best tools for that particular process. So I'm not suggesting that a mind map will be able to replace those tools. You could use mind maps as a complementary tool to that tool. So if you are doing project management and I've done seminars for plenty of project managers uh, who have got the PMP certification, uh, which is the most prestigious certification that you can get as a project manager. Right. And they have found it very useful. They don't want to replace a Gantt chart, but they're able to get lots of ideas. They're able to plan a project better if they use the mind map and other specialized tools in project management like a Gantt chart. Okay. That's a wonderful uh, input, uh, Narmendra. Narmendra, I also heard in your last interview with Tony Bazan uh, when he was in India uh, that even PM Modi endorsing mind map for mindfulness and you also yes. mentioned about Bill Gates also talking about it. Nothing political, but would like to hear your insights on this approach. Yeah, so um, uh, it was a big surprise uh, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Jaldeep Bhansali, who incidentally is also from Gujarat. Okay. <laughs> he, he was the first one to WhatsApp me uh, a link to uh, Mr. PM Modi's book. Uh, his book is called Exam Warrior. Hmm. Uh, and PM Modi talks a lot to students uh, and they ask him uh, tips on studying better and memorizing better. So he's talked a lot about how to reduce the tension that students have when they're giving exams. Uh, so uh, he decided to put it all in a book called Exam Warrior. Okay. Now he's also mentioned about mind mapping. 
I brought that to the attention of uh, Tony immediately, and Tony was absolutely ecstatic. He wanted to meet PM Modi, and uh, we uh, talked to plenty of people. And uh, I, I think uh, if Tony was still alive, uh, we would have probably met PM Modi maybe in the next six months or one year. But uh, that's not possible now. Mm-hmm. But Tony spoke to the publisher of that book. Uh, I think Penguin is the publisher of uh, the book Exam Warrior by PM Modi, and mind map that he's that PM Modi is mentioned has shown in that book is what I would say is a proto mind map or a preparatory mind map. It's not the final version of a mind map. Mm-hmm. So Tony had brought this up to the publishers at Penguin, and Penguin had. Uh, decided that before the next edition of Exam Warrior would go into print, they would get inputs from Tony. They would they would get a mind map from Tony himself, and that would be shown in the next edition of that book. So again, I I don't think that's going to happen uh, because of this unfortunate development. Uh, sure, yeah. So in continuous to the students and the youth uh, conversation uh, we had. what are your thoughts on mind maps in education and teaching i definitely see this is a beneficial learning tool which can help and you know scale students to a, a greater larger level oh yes absolutely i've i've done uh, sessions for almost all uh, major schools and colleges in india i either i have been to their campuses or they have sent their teachers and students to my open seminars and it's a, it's a great help now the way i position it uh, for students is going back to a conversation we had as to what's the biggest pain in a person's life if if you can really focus on what's a person's biggest pain that's when you get the maximum engagement from him because that gives that person immediate relief hmm. so so creativity is absolutely critical students should know about creativity that that's going to determine how Uh, rich their lives are going to be both financially as well as mentally in terms of whether they become opinion leaders in terms of whether they become good businessmen or senior executives in fortune 500 companies creativity is going to be a major factor but the, i don't think that's the best way to start with students okay because a student already uh, a student today is uh, extremely confused he is getting too many messages from his parents from social media from his peers from his teachers so i i think students are unnecessarily burdened today mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there's always a pressure of absorbing too much information and doing well in exams so the the first approach i have towards students is to tell them that look uh, why don't you use mind mapping it's going to cut down your revision time by 90% okay and that obviously has a huge appeal because i th- i think people uh, i i think students need to study but then in addition to that they also need to relax they also need to uh, indulge in so i i think the first thing to uh, really talk to a student is look this is a tool that can reduce your revision time by as much as 90% hmm and then he gets interested then he starts using mind maps and then you can say look it also helps you to learn better it also helps you to be more creative i think i think that's the right way to go about it because creativity uh, for plenty of students is still pretty much an abstract concept because uh, it's it's very difficult for them to do something creative immediately and immediately get the feedback of others okay 
so so it's it's not something that they'll immediately latch on to if you tell them creativity is important uh, they may not really understand that point very fast so uh, so if they use mind maps in the say it's a powerful tool and then we talk about creativity i think i think they're going to be much more excited about it mm mm-hmm. true and that 90% time saving also matters so you know they can revise and do much better in the required subjects yeah I, i think that was a great insight for the students on the mind map uh, tool uh, darmendra darmendra now you have also attended a master class with professor tony buzan a session called understanding the power of your mind using mind maps what was your key learning and what is that you are still continuing to apply these learnings yeah so i have attended several i, I think i must have attended over 20 Uh, seminars by Tony okay. and of course plenty of one-to-one sessions as well because whenever we came to India, uh, we would uh, literally have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Hmm. So uh, I've had the benefit of his training as well as coaching, as well as mentoring, as well as well as I would just ask him very pointed questions about some things about the brain and learning and memory, and he was very happy to talk about them. Okay. So uh, the main point that has impressed me the most and that stayed with me the most is the importance of of brain literacy is is that it's a never ending journey and it is the most important journey you can have in your life hmm. uh, because when you have to understand that when tony started this in the 1960s there was nobody else or or there must have been very few people who really talked about the concept of self improvement through understanding how your brain works okay now to be a pioneer there to to just say that i'm going to devote my entire life when nobody else in the world you you don't really have a reference you can look at somebody else and say okay this guy did this and i'm going to in a way copy what he did and i'm going to succeed too he didn't have any such reference hmm yeah because there were no books on how to use your brain in a better way he in fact went to the library and this is documented in his biography and his talks tony was a very frustrated he was taking down notes and notes and notes and he was just not able to grapple with the information his understanding and his memory both took a back seat so he was very frustrated and he wanted to understand more about how the brain works so that he could improve his learning memory and creativity so he went to the library and he said i want a book about the brain mm-hmm. so she pointed him to the medical section and he said i don't want to take it out i just want to use it better <laughs> so she said she said there are no such books and he was both he was immediately frustrated and then he said wow this is actually an opportunity why don't i be the person to write books about uh, how to use your brain in a better way and he wrote more than 150 books hmm marvelous yeah so that's the main that's the main uh, reason why tony is a hero to me that's the main thing he uh, he decided to do something which at that time was very risky and right till the end of his life probably till the last breath that's what he kept doing he was like on it he was uh, doing video interviews he was writing books he was doing seminars he was doing consultancy he was doing one on one conversations that's it he was completely completely focused yeah very much agree with you darmendra uh, it's a never ending journey that's what the complete message and until you die i think you should be practicing whatever you have learned Yeah, your your mission in life should be something that's impossible. Hmm. Okay. So, 
you are india's first and only double uh, thingbazan license instructor definitely a big feather on your cap how did this happen and i'm sure you would have gone through a lot of struggle and that to to be the india's first right it, it was just a matter of attending uh, tony sessions several times so i uh, i was trained by one of tony's trainers way back in 2009 Uh, that got me the mind up certification so that made me the first trainer in mumbai uh, then i decided to go to dubai and meet tony himself in a four day session on mind up training so that was in 2011 and and then he came to india at the end of 2011 again so actually i'm I, i've been certified thrice not twice okay Okay. So every every time you go back uh, to a guru like Tony, you learn something new. Hmm. So uh, more the better, more the merrier. Okay, definitely, uh, you would have gone through a tremendous experience learning through the gurus, I think. And it's also been a great honor for you to getting declared as a genius by Tony Buzan uh, himself. I'm sure it was uh, not easy, firstly, to build that kind of a trust. Uh, ownership and accountability and getting that kind of a recognition from tony buzan himself uh, what so what was your feeling and how did this happen i i think uh, the uh, biggest uh, reason for that was me winning the creativity contest in dubai hmm. uh, so that was when uh, uh, tony probably observed uh, that Uh, i am able to leverage uh, creativity processes into real life applications and also he has been observing how i have been marketing mind maps on social media and there's obviously a lot of creativity involved there because you can't keep talking about the same thing you you can't just talk about the laws of mind mapping for example or tell people what a mind map is beyond a point you have to bring in interesting references you have to bring in references to things that uh, are related to current affairs uh, things that are related to uh, maybe famous personalities that people respect so for for example yeah, just a few days ago uh, the world marked the 500th uh, death anniversary of leonardo da vinci hmm. uh, and he is considered to be the greatest the, the most brilliant human being in the history of the planet with no number 2 to speak of you can't really say that he was number 1 and this gentleman is number 2 there is no number 2 hmm. and he was he was that brilliant because he was a genius at just about anything you could think of he was a genius at uh, aerodynamic engineering he was a genius at anatomy he was a genius at playing musical instruments he was a genius at dress design you name it and he was like the most sophisticated the most skilled person in that field at that time so he he was he was literally like somebody supernatural okay. now if you look at his notebooks and bill gates has purchased some of his notebooks you can imagine that they must be selling in the millions hmm. uh, some there, there are some notebooks in uh, in italy and there are some some notebooks in uk uh, i don't know how they landed up in uk uh, and there's some notebooks which are sold and which are bought for a very very high price by uh, bill gates uh, because bill gates is a thinker he's a reader uh, he likes to Uh, learn how people learn uh, and there's a gentleman called Michael Gelb 
who is uh, a good acquaintance of mine who uh, we are in touch on LinkedIn and he uses mind maps. He recommends mind maps. Uh, he uses mind maps in his training because he trains people on how to think like Leonardo da Vinci. Hmm. So, so you have to, as a trainer, consciously make all these interesting connections to get people's attention. At the same time, there has to be a genuine reason to make these connections. True. I, I can't just talk about mind maps and Ranveer Singh out of the blue and just make some kind of connection because a connection can always be made. And that's not what I'm talking about. That would be simplistic and redundant. That and that would be reductionist. Hmm. So, so that so you need a lot of creativity in finding out. Okay, how do I talk about this? A genius like Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci used mind maps in his own way, and that's obvious in his notebooks. Hmm. So, to bring out that connection and to talk about it and talk about other strategies that Leonardo used and how that ties in with mind maps. So, you've got to keep on making these connections and making your syllabus interesting mm-hmm. wonderful so damendra as a lnd professional i know you know what mind map is and you know i i've also been applied by you know for anything i want to achieve knowing like the basics or you know planning uh, for uh-huh. example sales team for idea generation or teachers mind map their session plan so i want to understand what is, what was your first mind map journey and was there any challenges in the whole process um i the first time i saw a book on mind mapping i rejected it hmm. um, because and that's that's why i'm very careful when i do training on mind mapping i don't immediately show people what a mind map is okay. because the context has to be set uh, i and i i didn't do that when i i saw i saw a book at a a bookshop and i just browsed it and the first thing i was looking at were the visuals uh, because uh, visuals are eye catching and one of the reasons why mind mapping is very successful is because it's full of visuals hmm. so i looked at a mind map and i said oh so this childish colorful drawing full of pictures and cartoons this is really going to help me think better uh, that's impossible i just rejected it and I, I didn't really read the book properly. I just kept it back and just went ahead. Later on, I heard about a seminar and I went for that seminar. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's that's why, uh, and I, and that's when I really understood mind mapping because it was experiential. Plus, I think plenty of people learn much better in a seminar than they do in any other format, right? Mm-hmm. Because in a seminar, you're absorbing the subject for seventy eight hours if you're attending for a seminar. Uh, secondly, you're doing stuff, so it's experiential. You can talk all the all you want about mind maps, but till you actually get a person to make a mind map, you'll never get him to understand how beautiful and how useful it is. Okay. And the third thing is, you have any doubts, you get you get them clarified in the spot. So that's why I recommend people to attend seminars, take it very seriously, because you can read a hundred books and not learn anything, and you can waste several years of your life. or you can attend a, a seminar and, and in one day you can learn much more than, than you can learn in 10 years mm-hmm. true true and you also have a, a right mentor there to answer the kind of a doubts you would have in your mind and you know, most of your our questions would be answerable in such sessions absolutely absolutely the professor has to create an aura of authority no mm-hmm. matter how good he is at the subject just being good at the subject is not enough he has to create an aura if he doesn't have that aura 
then people are not going to be impressed. So charisma is equally important compared to, say, knowledge or dedication or passion. Yeah. And when you mention uh, charisma, I'm sure it, it would have been like a dream come true for you. You have been the luckiest who have got an opportunity to get trained, meet and interact with eminent uh, management leaders like Tony Bazan, Edward Deverno, Jack Canfield. I think many other management gurus in your profile I see. How was yes. all this possible? Was this, uh, you know, part of your goal or aspiration? Yeah, it's, uh, it was and remains to be an important thing in my life to meet people that I think are much smarter than I am. Okay. So that's, that's something that you might think is a no-brainer. You might think, oh, everybody wants to meet people who are smarter than they are. I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think many people want to avoid people who are smarter than they are because, because when, you're, when you're with a person who's smarter than you are, you're in a way admitting that you're more foolish than he is. <laughs> so so I, I don't think many people want to do that. So people's inclination, some people want to travel, they want to see uh, uh, lots of places they've not seen before. Uh, some people are crazy about sports and they want to spend a lot of time there. So everybody has his own inclination. My inclination right since childhood has been uh, to read a lot of books and to understand concepts and to meet people who've written these books and meet people who are much smarter than I am. And I've been very clear that's that's been one of my uh, greatest passions and it'll, it continues to be one of my greatest passions. I have traveled and spent money to meet people I really care about, which plenty of people would think is a stupid thing to do because plenty of people don't do that kind of spending. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah, people even to do a self-learn think a lot. Like one of my coach had mentioned, like, you know, can you invest 1% of whatever you earn for your own development? for your own passion and uh, that actually triggered me for last few years and I'm continuously in that uh, journey that Right, right. Now you have to spend on what, what you really want and cut down your expenditure on things that you don't really want. So it go, goes back to the term that I'm using for my productivity program, ruthless efficiency, hmm. uh, ruthless productivity. You have to be ruthless about what you don't like and cut it out because there's only so much time, energy and money available in this world. Yeah, true. And I'm sure uh, that Charishma, you have brought in with a lot of people also, uh, Dharmendra. When I see your profile on LinkedIn or a Facebook or a YouTube, I'm like really mind blown. The kind of a connect you have had with the people on the planet and the kind of, a, I think you are the most endorsed trainer, I would say. I just want to hear your story. How... You know, how did this happen? I'm sure you have brought in a lot of unique and usefulness to the people. But then sometimes people get busy and don't even uh, want to bother, you know, to even appreciate uh, the kind of uh, work they would have got a value at. How did this all happen to you? Yeah, ultimately, it again, boils down to a lot of hard work. You have to talk to, you have to keep on talking to more and more people. You can never stop. Okay. So you have to keep on networking. You have to keep on adding people to your email database. 
you got to keep on requesting people to subscribe to your blogs to youtube channels so you got to keep on and on adding more people to your universe hmm. and then you obviously get more of everything you you get you get more people coming to your seminars you get the more people you get to your seminars the more people you get to endorse you Uh, so it's it's just a lot of hard work and a belief that um, success is blue collar. Success is about quantity. Hmm. You can't just sit back and say, "Okay, I, I am the most, I'm the best trainer in this area, or I am the biggest specialist in this area in the world." So now everybody in the world is going to come to me. Okay. You can't have that attitude. You got to go out there and keep on talking to people till the last day of your life. So there's there's no, there's no escaping that. Hmm. Wonderful. Think that. that's a low down thing to do they think marketing yourself is a cheap thing to do uh, they, they 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 just want to preserve their egos and they don't want to work hard so they keep on trying to make excuses as to why they're not marketing mm-hmm. so it doesn't work you may have the best product in the world but uh, if nobody knows about it nobody cares mm-hmm. yeah very true yeah i, I i'm sure uh, there's been a lot of insight you have shared on uh, mind map and the kind of a connect and the value add what you have brought into the people uh, dharmendra uh, one last question on you know uh, for people who wants to start their journey in mind map okay so the various people at uh, various uh, stages of wanting to to understand mind mapping or wanting to train on mind mapping and the people with various budgets and various geographies so Uh, if you just want to get started i suggest you look at maybe maybe pick up some books by tony buzan i i'm i'm also expected i am also i've written a book but i have to get through the formalities to actually getting it published and marketing it so i will definitely do that within this year but till that time uh, they can definitely book, pick up uh, books by uh, tony Uh, and the most comprehensive book of his that he's written in recent times is a book called Mind Map Mastery, which is available on Amazon. So if somebody is willing to buy a book, then he should definitely buy that book. Uh, if somebody uh, just wants to look at some videos, he can look at Tony's videos. He can look at my videos. He can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dharmendra Rai. He can look at my blog, Dharmendra Rai blog. Uh, he can look at my events, Dharmendra Rai events. So this is for people who want to know about mind maps generally, and then decide what they want to do after browsing through all this. Uh, people who have, who are uh, into learning or they want to get into learning, and they want to train about mind maps. I do a lot of train the trainer sessions. Again, they, they can get details of that. When is the program being held? In which part of the country it's being held? And they can get all those details on Dharmendra Rai events. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, they they just have to Google these things and they'll get to the website. So I'm not mentioning name of the website because this is easier. They just Google this and they'll land up at the website. Okay, sure. I'm sure that you know there is so much of insight with you and uh, all these connects what you have mentioned. I will definitely leave it uh, a note on my description so that people can easily reach out to you. Uh, yeah, it's much more than Alexa. I would say uh, with the two parts of uh, this session. it's time now for me to move on to the powerful questions uh, to unveil for my listeners dharmendra to engage mm-hmm. empower and entertain and that's the mission of my podcast too are you ready 
Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rapid fire round in coffee with Karan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. But then uh, it's the inspiration uh, where, you know, people can engage with you, empower, get empowered and also get, uh, you know, enlightened. So that's the intent of this powerful questions. So my first powerful question to you is, according to you, what is the star moment? The star moment? Yes. Okay, the star moment on my mind mapping journey was definitely meeting Tony Bizan in person. Uh, he had come to India way back in 2009, brief meeting. So yeah, that, that was in a way the star moment because I saw him for the first time. And when you see uh, your guru for the first time, uh, it's it's an unreal feeling. You, you, you suddenly feel that, uh, I suddenly felt that, okay, he's real. He's not a fictional character. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I mean, he, I've seen him on the video and I've read his book, so I know he's a real character, right? But a part of my brain doesn't believe it. Okay. <laughs> so I so said, okay, he's real. He's, he's a real human being. <laughs> Wonderful. So my next question to you is, what inspires you to do everything that you do today? Um, so the ultimate goal is to feel good. To be happy is to feel good. Hmm. Uh, and you, uh, you have to decide and clarify as to what really makes you feel good. Okay. So understanding about the brain and understanding about concepts that I like to understand, like the brain, learning, memory, creativity, science of influence, productivity. I, I like to understand those concepts by reading about them from brilliant people. And then I like to talk about those concepts and share those concepts with people. And I like to see them make their lives better with this. Okay. So, so that, that is what motivates me. Now, what is very important to understand is that every day you're not, if, if you're pursuing your passion, it's not that you're going to enjoy every moment. Uh, for, for example, just getting up early in the morning is a big pain for me because I'm not a morning person. Mm. But then plenty of, for plenty of seminars, I have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning. So I reach the venue at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So it's not going to be fun. You're not going to enjoy every part of it. But then the way I look at it is you, you slog and you go through some stuff that you don't like. But ultimately, you are able to get a major part of your life, life designed in a way that you like. Hmm. So that's very, very critical. If, if you're not going to do this kind of thinking, then you're just not going to like most of your life, which will definitely make you unhappy. Hmm. True, Dharmendra. So Dharmendra, if you own the company, what's one thing you would do differently in learning? Um... I, first of all, I wouldn't own a company. That's uh, because I think the future is company-less. I, I, I think the future is where people are going to be independent agents. There are going to be no employees. People are going to work on a contract basis or on an assignment basis or on a result basis. So that's why I think the co concept of company itself is going to go maybe in the next 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, the biggest learning mistake I see corporates making is that they push trainings to employees and they pay for the trainings, which doesn't make any sense, right? If I were to run a company, I would tell people, look, you're getting this salary and this is your target. And if you achieve this target, then you get these rewards, maybe a higher salary, maybe, uh, and in, maybe, uh, an incentive for achieving these targets or whatever. 
And then now that I've told them that, then I would say mm, mm, these are some skills that can help you achieve your targets. True. It's up to those guys to say that, okay, these 10 skills are required. I think I have these five skills. I think I will need training in these five skills. Let him go out there and get the trainings himself. Let him go out there, select the trainer himself, pay for the trainings himself, because he's going to get an incentive if he puts the training in good use and achieve targets. This way, the company is encouraging training, but uh, they, uh, they don't need to have a budget for training. People who are going to training are going to take it seriously because they've paid for the training and they're going to put the training to use and get better results. And they say, look, I went to this training, I got better results, in which case the trainer then, the good trainer in the market, then get to attract more people. Yeah, true. And accountability also goes high when, you know, they invest and they explore. Yeah. Yeah. And if they feel that if somebody says, I have all these 10 skills, I don't need any training. Fine. If he has that view then let him not get trained and let him then realize if training is needed or not needed. Yeah. So yeah. right now what's happening is trainings are being thrust upon people. So people, some some of the people obviously take it, take it seriously and they take advantage of the training programs that, that are being offered. But some people are there just because their bosses told them to be there. Hmm. Or there's a requirement that in a year you got to do 50 hours of training, 100 hours of training or whatever. That is totally wrong. And that's the shift you're going to bring in your... Uh, that I would have if I was running my company. That's okay. that, that's what I keep uh, telling companies. So I, I know that's going to affect my own income. Because if, if a company is not going to sponsor trainings, then it's going to lead to less trainings for me. But then that's, uh, that's just the right thing to do uh, as far as training people is concerned. Yeah. I, I, I'm in that journey, so I know the kind of a pain. And you're bang on making that accountable for that individual. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, when a person comes to my training, I want him to be totally absorbed. I don't want him to look at his mobile. I, I don't want him to think about anything else. I want him to come early and, and I want him to keep on asking questions. Yeah, right. So, Dharmendra, moving on, what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? Uh, I, I don't have a number in terms of that, but I'm always constantly looking out for how to reach out to new people and to do the same thing, or you can call it a different thing, on different platforms. So this is the first time I am doing a podcast. Right. Which will be on iTunes, and uh, I'm sure millions of people will listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I, have, I have done uh, Skype sessions, and I've done WhatsApp in us. Uh, but I have never done uh, a podcast. So this is uh, good because it's uh, an exposure to a different technology and a different audience. So this is a good way of increasing my contact base. Okay, wonderful. In fact, uh, my podcast, when it reached to different countries, I have not even heard of the names and there people are listening. Uh, that's mostly, you know, uh, most inspiring for me. And yeah, that's my you're, you're reaching out to different geographies. You're reaching out to people who like to listen to podcasts. So, so, so you there, there are some people who don't like to listen to podcasts. They like to see a video. So that's why I have videos as well. Some people like, want to just read a book. That's why I'm writing a book. Some people want a coaching session. Some people want a consulting session. Some people want a training session. So I'm offering it in as many media as possible. So I want to keep on... I want to be there in all media. Ah, 
Wonderful. So if I may ask you, what are your strengths? Uh, my strengths are uh, that I don't think I have too many strengths. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I always wake up insecure and that's what I recommend other people to do that. You, you got to be insecure. You got to think that uh, that whatever is done is done. Uh, every day you, you got to act like an underdog and, and go out there and do your bit of hard work. So I, I think that's my strength. I've, I've realized that uh, you can never relax right till the last day of your life. You've got to keep on, keep on getting better and marketing yourself. Hmm. Wonderful. So uh, what's the best book you have read this year or anytime you want to recommend to my listeners? Again, it, uh, my best book would not necess- necessarily be of interest to you because you may have a different pain point. Uh, or maybe you already read it. So uh, there are various reasons why my best book may not be your best book. But um, one very interesting book I read was uh, it's called Bad Blood. Okay. Uh, this is about a lady called Elizabeth Holmes who became the youngest lady billionaire in the world. Hmm. Uh, through some medical device which actually never worked. She just fooled the entire world into thinking a particular medical device worked. She got investors like Larry Ellison and Rupert Murdoch okay. Okay, into a fraud company. The, the te- it, it's not that there was a technology behind it, but it did work very well. Uh, and these guys didn't understand that. They didn't understand that they, they were being conned. And these are not small amounts. I mean, Rupert Murdoch is a billionaire. He owns the Wall Street Journal uh, he is a big, big, one of the biggest media personalities, biggest media barons in the world. Uh, and he's an extremely intelligent man. Uh, and he has, he had invested $125 million into a company called Terranos, uh, run by this lady, Lady Elizabeth Holmes. So I'm very intrigued to know how so many super brilliant people can make mistakes and that their brains are actually quite fragile. We think of these guys as being super smart, but they're not super smart. Hmm. So those are are the kind of uh, things which I was constantly thinking about when I was reading this book. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, Dharmendra, my next question is on, you know, uh, what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model? Or I know you have a lot of mentors and coach you have ever had. What made that person great for you? I think one is that uh, that person should obviously know more than you or he should be more skilled than you. And the second thing is he should be genuinely interested in simplifying things for you. Okay. So I'll, so I'll, give, you, I'll give you an example. Uh, as a speaker, I keep on getting lots of books as presents. Mm-hmm. And I got a book by Amartya Sen. Now, Amartya Sen is... Uh, an Indian economist who's won a Nobel Prize in economics. Mm. Uh, there was some book, I, I think it was, uh, it had the word justice in the cover and it was really, really thick. I think it was about 500 to 600 pages. So I just browsed through it, the first one or two pages, and it was full of such complicated words. And the whole intention was, uh, I am so smart, I'm Nobel Prize winner. And you're just an ordinary fool who will never understand what I'm trying to tell you anyway. So I'm not bothering to simplify. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> that seemed to be the tone of the book. So I immediately went to the Radhiwala and I told him, how much will you give me if I sell this book to you? And he gave me 10 rupees. So I said, great. At least I got 10 rupees. Uh, I got some value from uh, some guy called Amartya Sen. 10 rupees is fine. It's better than zero rupees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are other economists. There's a behavioral economist called, uh, who, who's a Nobel Prize winner called Daniel Kahneman. I've read virtually every word he's written. Uh, Richard Taylor, another Nobel Prize winner for behavioral economics. Uh, I have again read almost all the books that he's written. Uh, same with another brilliant behavioral economist called Dan Ariely, who's written a book called Predictably Irrational and plenty of other books after that. These guys are also super brilliant, but they really care about communicating. Hmm. They really care about making things as simple as possible in spite of the fact that they are super brilliant and they can they can uh, make life very, very complicated and they can use complicated words and that's all fine for their functioning, but they, they are really interested in making their work go out and help plenty of people in this world. So they've taken pains to make it simple and entertaining. I'd so like that's it. very important in a guru. Yeah, like the way you said, you, you have to be unique and making it useful. Yeah, if yeah. that is not there, then true. So my next question is on, are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you? Yeah, so I use mind mapping specifically a lot for planning. So whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, uh, whether it's a talk I'm giving, uh, I love to use mind maps for the planning process. So then I feel much more comfortable that I've planned it and I know exactly what I have to do. So. I try my best to separate thinking from doing uh, because because you can't think and do too many things at the same time. It's better to separate these two and plan as much as possible. So I use mind maps. I use principles I've learned from David Allen uh, about GTD, getting things done and lots of other principles. Okay. Interesting. So in continuation to that, are there any uh, resources like books or blogs or a website you would recommend to our listeners? So what I am doing is I'm studying all these guys and I'm what, what they put out in their books and blogs, I am converting it in simpler language and I'm trying to get in Indian contexts and Indian current affairs and Bollywood. I'm trying to give examples from Bollywood and all this. So, so that's why I think uh, they would do very well to go to my blog first. That's Dharmendra Rai blog. Hmm. And then they will see these people. For example, if I've written something based on what Dan Ariely has said, I would have given him the credit for it and I would have mentioned uh, the book or some source of his where I've got that information from. So then if they like it, then they can go for the... Uh, on to maybe Tony's uh, website or to Daniel Daly's website or to Daniel Kahneman's website. Sure, sure. Dharmendra, uh, you also mentioned about your website. Uh, is there any other way where people can reach out to you? I think the website is the best because they don't even need to memorize my email address. If they just type Dharmendra, if you just type Dharmendra Rai on Google, Okay. You get to my website. Okay. Sure. And on the website, there is a message option, uh, which is very prominent. So you can send a message to me very easily without even knowing my email address. Okay. Sure. Sure. You made it simpler. 
So, so we are at the end of the questions. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so guys, all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode uh, will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast, Stars of Learning, and also on my website, prajvitaknowledge.com. That is P-R-A-J-V-I-T-A, knowledge.com. I'll uh, list out all the description we have had for your quick reference. And thank you so much, Dharmendra, for being on this show. I really enjoyed it and I had a great insight on mind map and mind mapping techniques and how to be, you know, relevant and useful also. Great. I th thanks a lot for interviewing me and really teasing out lots of stuff that plenty of listeners can relate to when they're thinking about mind mapping or learning, memory, creativity, productivity or the science of influence. Sure. Really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Dharmendra. So friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to this show, then make sure you share this podcast with your friends and post it on all social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Insta and do tag us and let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage, enlighten and empower. Thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show. Bye for now. Take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging, enlightening and empowering.